Welcome to Test Don't Guess, the podcast created for unlicensed health practitioners who love chatting about functional lab testing. I'm Jensen, your host. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, developer of the HTMA analysis app, and creator of the Instant HTMA Professional course. But here, I'm just your curious colleague who wants to know all about the functional lab tests that you're using, how you learn to properly interpret them, and how incorporating labs has impacted your confidence and your practice. In this season of Test Don't Guess, we're going to talk with practitioners, course creators, and lab experts to help you navigate the world of functional testing, and I am super glad you're here. Remember, this is a podcast intended for learning purposes only, and it does not provide professional legal or medical advice. Hello! (laughs) How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining me on this call. I'm like, I have so many questions. I am so excited to just learn about everything that you've, uh, you know, been through as well as, um, you know, what you're doing with your practice and that kind of thing. So I'm, I just really appreciate you taking the time tonight. So the whole point of these talks that I'm trying to get started is There are so many continuing education options for people that want to learn functional labs. And Mm -hmm. as you know, I'm a big proponent of learning about different labs. And I think we all get here typically because we had labs done on us and we realized something that we would have never known (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's really propelled our health journey. And so I'm just trying to kind of open up the conversation help people figure out what the next best step is for them. And Mm -hmm. so um, I'm just excited to talk with you. So um, let's go ahead and get started by, I I mean, can you just introduce yourself? Tell me about um, your background and a little bit about your practice. Yeah, my name is Margaret and I, um, I grew up in Rochester, New York, the area or outside of it. And I um, practice wise, I've been a nurse since 2013. And I did what everybody said you should do first and do med surge and whatnot. And I hated it. And I almost dropped out of being a nurse when I was two years in. And then my mom actually encouraged me. She was like, why don't you just like, don't give up yet. So she said, do home care. So I did that. And that worked out really well. Actually, I really liked it. It was one-on-one with people. So that worked out really good for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then over like 2017, I got bit by a tick. And um, shortly after that, I got pretty sick. Um, didn't know why didn't really link it to the tick honestly at the time I just thought I was just sick so long story short found out it was Lyme and um, Babesia bartonella and Borrelia and um, so I got all three which is why I was quite sick and so I just got started treating for that last year and I cleaned up pretty it was a rough go but we got there Um, wow in a much better place now so practice wise I run my own business now as a health coach, I got my health coach certification in 2020 first from IIN. And then I, it was kind of like a taste. It felt like I wanted more. Um, so someone recommended, my health coach actually recommended IHP to me. So okay. I did that. And yeah, so yeah, just kind of awesome. rocking along there. Nice. And so you're currently in level two of IHP, yes. right? That's yes. so funny. So my program, Instant HTMA Professional, I call it IHP. And I know, I know that probably not the smartest thing to do in this world because of integrative, it's integrative health practitioner. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. And so that's Stephen Cabral's program, right? Yeah. 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 So did you go through, you, you're required to go through level one to get mm -hmm. to level two and yeah. is level two all about labs? Yeah, for the most part, I'm trying to think, I'm much. like halfway through it. I'm also in school for my nurse practitioner, so I had to put that on pause because <laughs> my brain can only hold so much at one time. Yeah. But yeah, so, so far it's been only about the labs, going through each of them in depth and how to analyze, um, analyze them and then what to do with a client once you get the results back, so. Okay. Do you mind if I ask you some more questions about that program? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I'm curious what... Are there any labs that he recommends as like the first step or, yep. okay, well, can you walk me through that? Yeah. He calls it like the big five. Now I live in New York state. So mm -hmm. unfortunately New York state's blocked from a lot of random testing for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. So I actually haven't used any of his tests myself, nor do I use them on my clients just because we can't get them. <laughs> yeah. So um, the big five, if I remember off the top of my head, it's like the oat, and then the hair tissue nail mm -hmm. analysis. And then mm -hmm. there's a few other ones. I think Omega-3 is on there too. I honestly don't remember them just because I don't focus on them because it's something I don't use. Um, so, and I only got through like one or two courses so far with it. I got okay. through like, oh, and the hair tissue. So, yeah. so once you become a, um, a nurse practitioner in New mm -hmm. York, will you be able to run these functional tests being in New York or is that still I don't know I'm still okay. figuring that out so I I when I was growing up we went to a doctor who we just thought he was a smart doctor but now now knowing what I know he was functional medicine oh, and wow. integrative and he was in Niagara Falls and he definitely he did hair tissue and stuff on me growing up as a kid in mm. my family so I know it's it used to be possible at least um I don't know if it still is, but I'm sure there's some sort of way of doing it. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. honestly. So I'm still figuring that out, but I'm learning more. So, okay. Yeah. So I guess what is your, what is your end goal with all of this education, um, being in New York state and knowing the limitations? I think it's just like helping people with Lyme because my experience was that every time I went to go find somebody, um, when I felt miserable, all my doctors just wanted to put me in anti-anxiety meds and antidepressants because I didn't look happy and I wasn't. <laughs> so yeah. just, and I was just like, well, that's not the root of the issue though. I kept saying, I was like, something is going on. And I was like, if I felt good, I would be fine. So I don't need an antidepressant. I just need to figure out what's going on. Um, so it went through a lot of people, but I ended up finding a doctor here in Albany and they were able to do a bunch of different stuff and they have a system down pat. So I really okay. would like to help people in this area because I just felt like nobody up here, there was like everybody I found that kind of did Lyme didn't really actually understand it because um, I had read like three books by the time I got to see people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they don't actually understand it very well. And they were all like $500 a visit. And I was like literally spending ten dollars to $20,000 a year trying to figure this out. So right. um yeah, so that's my end goal really is just more so just like trying to give people an opportunity where they're not going to lose ten to $20,000 each year trying to figure out what's going on with them and just yeah. give them something that's streamlined and well-oiled machine and um, straightforward and also not dealing with all the things with insurance companies and stuff like that mm -hmm. and um, the limitations there that they require you to go on, you know, all these other medications before you can actually get something you need. Um, oh, wow. So. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm... 
not familiar with Lyme at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't not have with any Lyme personal in experience with it. Oh, okay. Yes. And just dealing with insurance companies where they like dictate what you're allowed to take and what, yes. yeah. I know. What test you apparently need or yes. don't need. <laughs> yeah, because apparently they're the ones in charge. Like, doesn't yes. make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So what kinds of tests did they run on you to finally figure out that it was Lyme? Uh, they did blood work. Um, okay. Yeah, just straight up blood work. I was trying to remember. But, yeah, they did straight up blood work. But the thing that actually pointed me in the direction of Lyme initially was um, I, it was a saliva and hair analysis test through creating balanced health. And that's what I use with my clients um, because I can do that with New York state. So you do a hair and saliva test, you send it out. And within about three to four weeks, you get results back. And it does like a full breakdown of hormone imbalances, um, food intolerances or sensitivities, all of your systems. It'll go over those and what ones are stressed, um, Mm. resonating toxins, as well as um, any nutritional or mineral deficiencies. And then also they do a remedy plan as to like what remedies resonated well with your body and what you need. Um, wow. So that's what I use with my clients. And that's what I did initially when I was kind of searching things out. And the mm-hmm. price point was perfect too. So it was the least expensive thing I did out of them all, but it's not diagnostic. So it still didn't go anywhere. And then I worked with a health coach and she helped me get about 50% up the hill And then I just kind of plateaued. So then I sought out the doctor in Albany who was referred to me by actually one of my patient's family members um, when we just got chatting and three of her kids had it. So, and they went there. Um, So then I went there and they got me over the rest of it. So, okay. Yeah. So from that lab work, um, Mm -hmm. so there was blood work and then can you say the name of that lab again? I'm not familiar with that lab. Creating creating balanced health. Creating creating balanced health. Yeah. I'm not familiar with them. How did you find out about them? Um, Instagram, just perusing. Okay. I actually did a lot of, when I was really sick, I just ended up following a lot of people about different things. And then I ended up following my health coach and she wasn't my health coach at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was posting about it and how she was using it with her clients. And then I just went online and ordered it myself mm-hmm. and did it myself. Um, and then like six months later, I ended up actually working with her um, to go over it and refine it a little bit more. So, okay. So when you got the results from them, do they give you like an analysis of, of everything or do you, did you have to go through some sort of training to be able to interpret it and understand what you needed to do from like a protocol perspective? Um, well, as a client initially, you just got your scan results, but you don't get your resonating toxin list. They don't hand those out. Um, okay. just because of the diagnostic issue there Um, but it's very comprehensive otherwise and yeah you get them as a client you could just like do the hair and tissue analysis and then um, or hair and saliva analysis and then you get your results back and you can read them but you do need someone to help you interpret them because they're not straightforward so that's what I do with the clients is I help interpret them Um, and then yeah but it's not too bad and with the training for the company to become an affiliate it, they have like a few videos that they have you watch to help you get the gist of it. And then okay. they do have a certification course. Um, and if you wanted to learn more, and that's one of my ultimate goals, but I'm, like I said, in school for my NP. So one thing at a time, but yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. I'm with you on that. I yes. feel like every day I'm finding out about something else that I want to learn. And then yes. I remember I have a two-year-old in a business yes. <laughs> and like there's so many other things but 
there's and there's only so much time and it's yeah. just so tough that was um a conversation I was having today with somebody they were like what courses have you done and I was like not as many as I want to do yeah <laughs> like and so I'm honestly trying to navigate this for myself too where I know I love hair tissue mineral analysis and I love mm -hmm. teaching it but I know it's I mean it's not a diagnostic test Mm -hmm. And I, I teach people to make sure to not act like it is too. And so I want to, I want to be able to take that next step when they need the next step, whether it's, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning towards really learning maybe like gut testing or Dutch testing cool. or something like that. But, um, you know, I just, I'm in the middle actually of a blood chemistry course too, Ooh. but, uh, anyway, so I just love hearing about these different yeah. like certification programs and all of that. So yeah, that's a lot. Um, yeah. So from these tests, um, the protocols. Mm -hmm. What do, what does like a typical protocol look like? Like what did what were you doing? Uh, herbals. So it's like tinctures. Um, different. Okay. Yeah, different supplements. A lot of tinctures because it's homeopathics. So there's like different herbals. There's homeopathics in there, and then there's okay. um. What else is there? There's flower ones in there as well. And okay. then if you have any parasites, they'll do like artemisia or oregano, things like that'll pop up sometimes for some people. Um, the mm. one I'm seeing in a lot is like one called ultimate rescue. And that's mm. kind of like homeopathic Xanax in some ways. So um, okay. that helps to calm the nervous system down. So I did, when I did the test, I actually went through and I just followed whatever remedy they sent me. And then I found out after becoming an affiliate that that actually isn't necessarily the best idea or route to take. You actually should work on like drainage pathways and opening them up for at first and okay. doing like a full month of detox and mainly on the drainage part before you add in the other stuff because it won't necessarily get you anywhere and you might even feel worse. Yeah. Um, cause everything's just like swirling around in there. So right. that's kind of what was my experience was. And then when I put the health coach in the mix, she helped me kind of do that. So, okay. That makes sense. That's yeah. similar to the way that Cellcore does things. Are you yeah. familiar with Cellcore? Yep. I'm a practitioner with them too. And I actually yeah. use their products every day myself and they're yeah. my favorite. I think <laughs> literally over everybody. I love yes. their products. They're yes. so good and effective. They're very effective. They're very yes. potent. <laughs> they are very potent. And that's like, what I personally like because I'm like, it gets the job done versus some people don't really like it because they are potent and they are strong. So some people don't enjoy that, I guess, or they're not as tolerant of it. Maybe I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, everyone's different. So yeah. Yeah. So are you having to continue protocol for Lyme? Like, yes. is it kind of an ongoing thing? Yep. So it's a chronic infection when it goes, yeah. if it goes too long in your body without mm -hmm. being caught, it does mm -hmm. become a chronic infection. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, so I do a, a buttload of random stuff every day for it. And mm -hmm. if I lay off on one of those things within at least like two to four days, I start feeling it and it's mm -hmm. just all comes right back. So I do have to stay on top of it for sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, you had mentioned possibly doing like you did mold testing too. Yes. when you were testing. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Like what kind of mold tests you had done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I lived in an apartment. Um, when I got bit by the tick, I was living in this uh, other apartment and I didn't know at the time, I kind of had suspected there was mold in there. It didn't bother me at first, but then I got bit by the tick and then I started getting sick from that. And then long story short, fast forward to the end, I was throwing up 30 to 40 times a day. 
but only 15 to 20 times in the morning and 50 to 20, 15 to 20 times at night. And it was like little tiny bits at a time. It was ridiculous. Oh and I thought something was really wrong, obviously, because I was yeah. like, I understand. So I left and I went to my parents' house and slept on their couch because I was just kind of scared, honestly. And um, after eight days of being on their couch, it all stopped. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm getting better. So I went back to the apartment and within 45 minutes, I started throwing up again, which that's what triggered my mind to think, okay, it's something in this apartment. And then I started thinking about like what things it could be. And then some, somewhere I read about mold and I was like, I wonder if that could be it. So I looked up the symptoms of it and I had all of them. So then I just went to Lowe's and got a Petri dish that you can test and run a little sample. I let that sit and it came back very, very growth positive. Um, wow. Yeah. So I left that apartment, but I was still sick with everything. And then my health coach help was working underneath a nurse pack or an ND, I think out in California mm-hmm. and they did Great Plains laboratory mm-hmm. uh, mold testing. And I the was able to do Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's it. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. And um, so what did that show you? I'm, I've actually never done one of those and I'm not really familiar with those. So what, what came up on that, I guess? Yeah. So two strains. So it does like, I think it does a PCR test on your urine and to see like what um, mold strains come back positive and two of them came back positive. But the one that was most notable, it started with an O and I can't remember at the top of my head right now at this moment, but um, that one was going after like main organs, like kidney and liver and stuff like that. Mm. So, and then there was another one in there that was more neurological related. So it didn't make sense with the symptoms I was having. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And so were you able to go on specific supplements to help that as well? Or is that where you got into cell core? Um, I was already doing the cell core mainly okay. for the Lyme part. And then I just kind of mixed it up a little bit and I got, um, Jill, I can't think of her last name. It's Breaking the Mold, that book. Um, yeah. Yep. So I actually just started following those recommendations more so and doing detox with the baths. And I did like a cup of Epsom salt, a cup of baking soda, half a cup of apple cider vinegar. And I would take detox baths like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying dry brushing and sweating and yoga and just like moving my lymph and doing literally anything I could and drinking tons of water, taking binders. Um, so just kind of did all of that together. Yeah. So how long did that take you to kind of work through? Are you still struggling with that? I don't know. So that's the hard part. (laughs) A lot of the symptoms overlap with Lyme. So I honestly can't tell the difference between them because they go hand in hand. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and a lot of people, can handle moldy environments, but then as soon as you get Lyme, you can't anymore. And I think that's really what happened in my case. I was fine in that apartment until I got Lyme. And that, and then that's when the mold started being more of a toxic issue. Okay. So my body couldn't handle both at the same time. So, yeah. um, so it's I, kind of that immune system bucket yeah. overflow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, oh my goodness. Well, um, it's all very interesting and I'm just so sorry that you've had to go through all of this, but it seems like it's fueled you and like oh, that you've really found like your passion through it. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's given me more than it's taken away. So okay. yeah, I do appreciate it. When um, I wanted to go back to what you're saying about Lyme and that um, you, that there was blood work done. Yes. Were there any specific markers that they were looking for on the, mm-hmm. from, from the blood work? Do you, yeah. do you know what those are? 
Yep, the Western blot mainly, and they did okay. two or three different Western blots. They sent them to two or three different labs across the country um, mm. because Western blots can be not accurate, very accurate, because they're an indirect test. So it's not necessarily looking for the bacteria in your or the parasites in your body necessarily. It's looking for your immune system's response to that. And I have a friend who also has Lyme, and she was completely had no markers pop up on her Western blot until a doctor looked at her symptoms and empirically treated her for Lyme based on her symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then after six months of getting treated for Lyme, she came up CDC positive, which means you have to have at least five markers. Yeah. So that was the thing with her case is like people can have it, but not necessarily test positive and those Western blots can come back negative multiple times before someone actually gets a positive on wow. it. Wow. So the symptoms are really important too. Oh, yeah. Yes. You can't just rely, obviously. I feel like that's the case with a lot of um, labs. Like, mm -hmm. you can't rely on it solely. Uh, mm -hmm. We have to be looking at the symptoms, too, for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. So there's always a variability, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So is um, the Western blot something that, like, a standard medical doctor would test for? Or is that something that you have to ask for? Um, they can order it. The issue I ran into with my primary is that they ordered it and then what would come back is like inequivocal. And that means like not enough to say it's positive, not enough to say it's negative. And then that's as far as it would go. They never gave me the actual markers as to which ones came back positive, which really bothered me because each marker actually means a different strain. So mm -hmm. that's why the doctor I went to, like they sent it to different labs and then on different labs, different markers popped up positive. Mm -hmm. um, and then they put the picture together that way. So, yeah. Wow. So it's very interesting and it's not, that's why it's a rough one because it's helpful, but it's not necessarily straightforward. Yeah. Do you have any favorite books or resources or even people on Instagram that you highly recommend, um, for following for if somebody thinks that they're struggling with Lyme and they haven't quite gotten through all the testing? Yeah, I think um, a couple is Lisa. I'm trying to think of her, my health coach. She was Lisa Kipkar. It's C-I-P-K-A-R. Um, I think it, it used to be Lisa the Lime Coach. That used to be her Instagram name. Oh, I forget that's what pretty it is good. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she changed that. That's I like, know. So I actually good. really liked it. So, um, but it's, I think it's like Lisa, I think it's her name. It's like Lisa Kipkar underscore IHP or something like that now. Okay. Um, and then Two Purple Carrots is another one that I really like. Um, who else? There's a bunch of them. There's Dr. I'm trying to think of his name. He's for mold mainly. I can't think of his name for some reason off the top of my head, but, okay. um, yeah, there's a few different ones, but those are my two favorite, I would say out of everybody. Okay. So you said that your health coach is also an IHP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like we've gone over so much. Was there anything else you wanted to share today? No, no? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Yeah, you did great. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> I just have so many questions. Like, I just, I'm trying to think if there was anything that I missed. Um, just because I love, like, it's so nice that you were willing to chat with me. Are you able to tell me any, any more about the um, IHP program? I yeah. really am curious. So, the so the level one program did you feel yeah. like that was um a deeper dive than what you got at iin 
Oh, definitely. It more okay. so went into the science of things, which was what I was looking for because I am a nerd and I love that stuff. I do love the holistic side of things too, that IAN provided. And yeah. that was really helpful at the time when I was working as a case manager with people in their homes one-on-one. -on -one, and I felt like I already had a lot of the science stuff going on and that kind of added that like personal connection balance. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of left me wanting more, which is great. So it was a great base to start from. And then level one dove into like hormones and your mm. stress and cortisol and like all sorts of nervous system stuff, mm -hmm. um, which even right now in my pathophysiology class for NP, I'm actually going back and watching those videos from level one because he does oh. such a phenomenal job at explaining the nervous system and how it functions and how everything interacts in a practical way that you can actually walk away and like help somebody. Um, mm. So I'd say even better than my professor. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely provided a lot more than like, I'd say sciencey type stuff. Um, okay. And he's just very straightforward. And I really like that. And then at the end mm. of it provided some business guidance as well, which was really appreciated too. Um, I took a year to go through it, but you can go through it in six months if you wanted to. It was just my personal preference because I had a lot going on. So mm -hmm. I just took a year to do it and I'm probably going to take another year to do level two, too, just because I nibble at it kind of thing. I'm not a rusher. Yeah. So, yeah. right, right. How many, how many, how many like hours per week would you say it takes you or like, yeah, how, how often do you sit down to do it? Six to eight hours a week, I'd say. Um, okay. on average was about for level one, level two, I'd say it probably is about the same too. Um, I started listening to the lectures while driving for level two. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like blurs my time frame <laughs> on things, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, so it does, it's probably like six to six to eight hours a week. It's not too bad. It's doable. Okay. Yeah. And so is it all, um, all online where mm -hmm. you you don't have to go anywhere for like any conferences or yeah. like workshop weekends or anything like that. Yeah. Cool. It's online. And you can also, one thing I also like about it versus the IAN program is IAN closed down after your graduation date. You can't go back and access those education records anymore. So you oh. can't watch the videos. You can't get the printouts and the handouts and stuff like that. And then with um, IHP, you can, you have like lifelong access to it. So once you pay for it, it's open to you. And once you go through it, you can go mm -hmm. back and you can search, like put in keywords and it'll actually bring up the modules that might have those keywords in them. Um, which is really helpful for me because sometimes I'm like, Oh, I think I learned about this. And then I'll just go in and try to find it and I can watch it again because you never catch everything. Nobody can remember everything when yeah. they watch it. So, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of good resources. Is there, um, is, are there like live zoom calls or anything that you can jump on where, yeah. or is it all like webinars that you're going to be watching? I'm sorry. Yeah. If you can hear the plane going overhead, we live in a, we live in Virginia beach where there's like oh. jets going over constantly. That's fun. That's like a dream. I like it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> they're so loud. It's like unbelievable. I didn't so, even sorry. hear it. No, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's mostly videos, though. Um, I'd okay. say all of it. The, they do have, like, Facebook stuff, and they do lives there, and I hopped on there once in a while when I can. Um, yeah. But mostly it's just, like, recordings, and they go through the slides and stuff. So. And is it all taught by um, Stephen Cabral? Yep. Yep. Okay. 
I need to figure out where he gets all of his time because his podcast, he, he like releases a new podcast every single day. I know. I'm like, how do you do, how do you do that? It doesn't I make any sense. don't know how he does everything. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I look at his business in general and I'm just like, how? Like, I'm I, running my tiny little guy and I'm like, I'm full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I've, um, I've recently, I kind of recently discovered him. And oh. I've been really enjoying his um, podcast. I was listening to one about HTMA for children yeah. um, that I ended up sharing with my community. And he did like a case study and I was like, wow, there needs to be more stuff like this. Like, and then I was seeing the other um, like titles of his podcast. And I was like, okay, he is covering so much information. I feel like you could get an entire education if you just listened to his podcast. Honestly, so, you really could. And he has two yeah. different podcasts too. He has, I think the Stephen Cabral concept. Uh -huh. And then there's another one for health coaching that he does. Oh, wow. Like for more of like the business side or. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a whole different can of worms <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the whole business side of this. <laughs> yeah. That one's new. I so. think as of this year or the okay. end of last year type thing. So. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much again for talking yeah. with me. It was so great to just get to know you better. And um, I'm sure we will be in touch <laughs> moving yes. forward. But uh, I hope you have a great night. And thank you again. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate this time. Thank you so yep. much. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. You take All care. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining. You can find me at testdon'tguess on Instagram or testdon'tguess.org, or you can check out the free private Facebook group called Test Don't Guess Functional Lab Chats to go ahead and continue this conversation. So until next time, always keep learning and stay curious. When someone sends me two HTMA tests and asks why they haven't seen much change, my first question is always, are you using Vicon? Vicon is the supplement company that I truly can't stop talking about inside our instant HTMA professional community, and here's why. With Vicon, you're able to customize a supplement blend based on your client's HTMA test, complete with the client's name printed right on the label. So no more generic solutions or piecing together massive, complicated, and expensive protocols. Practitioners love Vicon because it wipes out supplement fatigue, which leads to real, tangible results. And clients love it because it's so simple to take, whether they choose the powder or the pills. And most importantly, they're able to experience the magic of getting the right nutrients along with crucial cofactors for their body. All you have to do as the practitioner is choose a base formula, Customize it using over 25 different properly sourced options like extra potassium or liver support. And you can even whip up a custom prenatal or support breastfeeding moms. The possibilities are truly endless. And then just to make sure that the blend is perfect, you can always set up a quick consult with the amazing Vicon team and they are happy to help. So if you're ready to revolutionize your approach to supplementation, grab our free Vicon guide and sign up for your own free Vicon account and let them know that you heard about it from Test Don't Guess. Check out the link in the show notes to get started.